Hey, this is Dylan Baker from 23 Blast, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. Listen in. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, thank you so much for plopping in for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 348 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week... We have Dylan Baker joining us. Now, of course, he's a three-time Emmy-nominated actor. He was in Spider-Man 2 and 3, and also he was in The Good Wife. Most recently, he was in Selma, and he has a new movie out that he's directed, and he's also in, and it's called 23 Blast. Now, this sounds like a great film, so be sure to be listening for this and looking out for it. And uh, we're going to get all that information from Dylan himself, coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And this week, we are going to be looking at February releases in theaters and on DVD and Blu-ray. That's coming up next, so what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness coming your way in theaters in February. Next. Coming our way in February in theaters, it doesn't look like we have any remakes coming our way. That's, it's, it seems like they've been sort of slacking off, at least uh, for the time being, but uh, we'll keep you informed when we have more remakes coming your way. So uh, let's get right into upcoming new movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies coming your way in theaters in February. February 6th, Jeff Bridges will star in Seventh Son. Now, this is a story about a sole remaining warrior of a mystical order who sets out to find the prophesied hero born with incredible powers. And February 6th also will bring us the sci-fi thriller Jupiter Ascending, which stars Mila Kunis and Channing Tatum. And on February 13th, Kingsman, The Secret Service, starring Colin Firth as a secret agent super spy, and he recruits a rough-around-the-edges street kid. February 13th, you can also look for the steamy Fifty Shades of Grey to hit the screen. February 20th, Kevin Costner will star in McFarlane as he plays a football high school coach, and it's based on a true story. The Lazarus Effect on February 27th will look at med students who discover how to bring the dead back to life. And on February 27th, it's going to be Will Smith in focus as Cons, Con, Cons. <laughs> if you get that one. And that's it for upcoming new movies coming away in theaters in February. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming away as far as sequels in February in theaters right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Sequel City, coming your way in February in theaters, it looks like on February 6th, SpongeBob SquarePants is going to be coming your way in SpongeBob Sponge Out of Water, as it brings the cartoon character to real life. And on, uh, let's see, February 20th, Hot Tub Time Machine 2 will be coming our way. That's it for Sequel City as far as theater releases in February. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at TV and DVD coming your way in February. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV on DVD coming your way in February, February 3rd. The Bob Newhart Show Season 5 and The Wonder Years Season 2. February 10th, Atlantis Season 2 Part 1. Batman, the 1966 show, Season 2 Part 1. Heart to Heart Season 4. Mama's Family Season 6. Power Rangers Megaforce Silver Warrior Season 2 Volume 2. And on February 17th, Game of Thrones Season 4. And February 24th, look for The Donna Reed Show Season 2 and Sons of Anarchy Season 7. That's it for TV on DVD coming your way in February. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in February. Movies on DVD coming your way in February. Well, it looks like on February 3rd, The Best of Me with uh, James Marsden. And Dracula Untold with Luke Evans, John Wick with Keanu Reeves, Ouija with Olivia Cook, And on February 10th, Addicted with Sharon Leal. And it looks like Kill the Messenger with Jeremy Renner will be coming our way along with Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. February 17th, you can look for Birdman with Michael Keaton. And Dumb and Dumber 2 with Jim Carrey. And The Homesman with Tommy Lee Jones. The Interview with Seth Rogen. And St. Vincent with Bill Murray. And The Theory of Everything with Felicity Jones. February 24th, Big Hero 6 with the voice of Ryan Potter. Horrible Bosses 2 with Jason Bateman. And Whiplash with J.K. Simmons. That is it for movies on DVD coming your way in February. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity Birthdays, January 25th, Alicia Keys turns 34. And Christine Lakin, who was a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 36. And Shauna Waldron, who was just a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 33. And January 26, Ellen DeGeneres turns 57. January 28th, Elijah Wood turns 34. And Alan Alda turns 79 years old. January 29th, Oprah Winfrey turns 61. January 30th, Phil Collins turns 64. And Gene Hackman turns 85. January 31st, Justin Timberlake turns 34, and Minnie Driver turns 45. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. As far as our listener birthdays, it is Elena L. from Morristown, New Jersey, turns 47. So we want to wish everybody a happy birthday, who we mentioned here at On Screen to Be On. And if you are going to be having a birthday, a friend or a relative... Just send me the information here at onscreenandbeyond.com. Send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we will get it out there so all the listeners here at On Screen and Beyond can celebrate it with you. 
That is it for Celebrity Birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we have our guest, Dylan Baker, is going to be joining us. Three-time Emmy-nominated actor. That's right, he's been in Spider-Man 2 and 3, The Good Wife recently, Selma, the movie that's uh, Oscar-nominated that's just out. And he has a new movie out that he's directed. He's also starring in it. has a great cast. We're going to talk about all that. It's coming up next. It's called 23 Blast. And Dylan Baker's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor we know from many roles, including his roles in Murder One, Law and Order, Kings, Damages, The Good Wife, Spider-Man 2 and 3, and, most recently, Selma. His latest movie, 23 Blast, comes to DVD and Digital HD on January 20th, and he also directs the film. It's Dylan Baker. Dylan, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much for having me. You know, Dylan, before we get into anything... We need you to tell us about 23 Blast, because when I got the promo information about this, this sounds like an amazing film, an amazing story. Well, you know, it's, it, it is my uh, debut as a director, and I would say that uh, uh, not many times uh, do you get a chance to, to tell a story like this with your debut. Uh, uh, I was uh, entrusted with uh, this story uh, by Travis Freeman, uh, who it happened to? Uh, basically, when he was a boy in this little town in southwest, uh, or sorry, southeastern Kentucky in the hills of uh, Corbin, Kentucky, uh, he played football. He was a normal kid, and uh, then he was stricken with a very, very rare disease that attacked his sinuses, and it left him blind, completely blind. And from that time on. Uh, he, uh, and, and was where our story really gets exciting, uh, through his faith, through his uh, strength, through the uh, love of his parents, his community, and a, a football coach uh, who actually still coaches there at Corbin, Travis Freeman was able to walk back on the field and play for the varsity football team in Corbin. And uh, the story was so compelling when I read it uh, uh, Tony Hoover was the uh, woman who wrote the script, uh, uh, a family friend of mine, and uh, she uh, raised her family there in Corbin and saw this uh, amazing story unfold and wrote this script and asked me if I'd be interested, and uh, I sure was. Uh, and uh, that's where it all came from. And uh, the exciting thing is that Travis and his parents were were there and were very much a part of the uh, the filming of the movie and helped us out with it. And so I, I think we were able to get his story uh, pretty, much, pretty much as it was. That, I mean, it's so incredible, the story. I mean, usually I, I ask directors or actors what drew them to this film. And, I mean, I don't even have to ask you because <laughs> just from what you've told us, it's just one of those films that I, I can see why you would want to be involved with it. Yeah, it's, uh, I have to say I'm, I'm sort of an old softy. Uh, when people ask me what my favorite movie is, I always say uh, It's a Wonderful Life mm-hmm. because I, I love a movie that uh, if, if it brings me to tears, if I'm moved by it emotionally, then by the end I want to feel good. 
I want to feel like there's hope. I want to feel like somebody has overcome a huge thing in their life. And uh, and I knew that this story had that. I knew if we told it right that uh, the viewer would be able to come and, and uh, see the movie and leave feeling better about life, feeling more excited about the potential of, uh, of, of uh, facing adversity. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what made you decide that you wanted to direct the film? Uh, I guess, basically, it was Tony asking me. Uh, <laughs> she'd had a little trouble. Uh, she'd uh, thought she had a couple of people in line for it, and it didn't work out. And uh, so she turned to me and said, I had, I had helped her by then a little bit with casting, and mm-hmm. I'd helped her with the script, and we were shaping it a bit. And she said, well, why don't you direct it? And uh, I had thought about it in my life, but uh, it had never, nobody had ever really asked me. And, and uh, that, was a, that was enough of a spur to actually consider it. And uh, so I did, and I, I was really happy I did. I, I really enjoyed directing, but I also enjoyed getting a bunch of people together who, who all felt the same way I did. We all were in this little town of Corbin. It's not easy to travel back to Los Angeles or back to New York. So we all pretty much stayed there for the duration of the shoot and uh, uh, enjoyed each other's company, and it, it became a, a real sort of a special uh, time in everybody's lives, the actors and crew, uh, because we all believed in the story and we enjoyed creating it. Mm-hmm. How long a shoot did you have on it? We had, uh, 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 conveniently enough, 23 days on 23 Blast. Wow. Uh, we did it in the month of <laughs> April. Uh, and in Corbin, uh, uh, April is uh, just starting to get a little touch of spring. But I'll tell you, we were playing night football, and it got cold <laughs> at night. It, it had dipped down uh, deeply into the 30s, and every now and then break uh, below into 29 or 28. Mm-hmm. And we had these uh, football players sort of lying on top of each other under a blanket, and we had this uh, thing that blew heat from a fire-making machine, <laughs> and uh, they'd, they'd, they'd lie under these blankets just giggling, you know, literally on top of each other trying to get some kind of heat generated, and then I'd tell them, okay, come on, get back out there and play football, <laughs> and, and they did. Everybody just kept at it. We'd, we'd go sometimes till five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, and daggum if they weren't there and working the whole time. Now, were most of those football players, uh, you know, real actors, or were they students? Or, or? Um, uh, uh, a few of them were real actors. Uh, um, I, I was lucky enough to find uh, uh, Mark Hapka uh, to play Travis Freeman, and Mark had played football. He'd played line, actually, and Travis ended up playing uh, center when he was blind. Um, it, uh, it basically the way he did it was uh, his various linemen on either side of him, his two guards, they'd kind of lead him up, and uh, he'd find the ball, and then they'd uh, give him verbal signals, uh, telling him where the guy was lined up opposite him, so he'd know whether to block right, left, or, or straight ahead. And once he hiked the ball and engaged the guy across from him, it was just like any play, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was also able to, to get a local... Um, actor uh, Bram Hoover, who grew up in Corbin, and he's been in Los Angeles and has quite a career on his own, but he played my quarterback uh, for me, and uh, he was an amazing football player. But we also had a guy, uh, Max Adler, uh, from uh, Glee. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, is that it? Yeah, Glee. And he uh, he actually plays a football player in that, too. 
and uh, he he never had uh, really played football before, but he picked it up pretty fast. And then all the other football players were local guys who uh, either were high school or college players, and uh, they all uh, they all contributed to the you know because there was quite a lot of real hitting and, mm-hmm, and yeah. real football, and uh, it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Now. The cast itself, the uh, the the uh, I, I don't like to say real actors, but you know the, the, the <laughs> professional actors. <laughs> right, right. Um, you you have quite a cast there. Well, it, it, it I, I would have to say I think it's impressive. Yes, I, I think uh, for folks that like a good story and want to be sure the actors are good, just consider having somebody like Stephen Lang mm-hmm. from Avatar as uh, he plays my lead coach, uh, Coach Ferris, who was the guy who said. Travis, if you're going to do anything on my team, you're going to play. You're not going to be the manager. You're going to play. And he really gave Travis that that opportunity to to come back on the field uh, and play the game that he loved dearly. And it it really was a, a quite a difference in Travis's life. The real Travis went on, and he was the uh, manager at the University of Kentucky. Wow. Uh, for the football team there. He loved it so much, he did that for four years before he went to pe- post-grad work, and he became a uh, a full Baptist minister at the uh, uh, Southern Baptist uh, Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. So uh, uh, we have uh, Stephen Lang. We have Alexa Vega, yes. who plays a love interest of Travis. Uh, Alexa was just amazing. Uh, Timothy Busfield, that people would know from 30-something yeah. or from Field of Dreams. Um, Senator Fred Thompson, uh, he came in and played a sort of a mentor coach for Coach Ferris. And uh, my wife, Becky Ann Baker, who is uh, uh, amazing on uh, the show Girls and Mm -hmm. and quite a few films and uh, lots of Broadway plays. Uh, She uh, plays uh, Travis's therapist. And uh, and then I mentioned Max and... uh, uh, there Kim? might be a few. Oh yeah, well, there's me too. I play. You? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I play Travis's dad and uh, Kim Zimmer yes. uh, from uh, the the fantastic soap opera, uh, the shows that she did for many many years. Kim Zimmer plays his mother. Yeah. Wow. That's. I mean, that is quite an impressive cast. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta admit that. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. Now, Dylan, I got to ask you. You mentioned that your wife Becky was uh, in the cast. Is it difficult to direct your wife? I mean, I mean, <laughs> here, here, you're telling her what to do <laughs> instead of the other way around. <laughs> well, talk about you know, if you get something wrong, you're going to hear about it all night. <laughs> but uh, I actually, uh, Becky and I have worked together a few times as, as actors together, mm-hmm. and also once I, I I've directed about a dozen plays and uh, like. From the first one, I always used her when I could. Uh, and the first time I direct, uh, she did pull me aside at one point and said, if you tell me how to do it again, I'm going to slug you. So I, I learned. I learned how to work hard as a director without telling people what to do, but encouraging them to find their own way. And it was really a very good directing lesson. I'll, I always appreciate that she helped me out with that. Yeah. But uh, we actually enjoy working together a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now, with with all the years of experience that you have, you, you must have been watching the directors all the time and, and just soaking this into your mind as you go along well i've i've been very fortunate i've had some amazing directors barry levinson Sidney pollack uh john borman uh woody allen i've had some wow. really wonderful directors 
and I must say I, I, I've always been interested in it. But when you're acting in something, you really need to put 99% of your focus on acting. So there isn't much left uh, to kind of look and see what else is going on uh, or else you're not doing your job, I think. But I was lucky enough to have some help. Uh, Timothy Busfield is actually a fantastic director yes. of uh, uh, television. He does, he does many, many, many kind of episodic shows. And he uh, was somebody I asked. I said, hey, Tim, give me some, give me some help along the way. Uh, another guy, Adam Bernstein, who did the whole uh, Burning Bad. He was, a crea- he was the first director and the showrunner on Burning Bad. Um, I'm sorry, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, it, those, people like that, you know, real friends that kind of give you some help along the way. You can, you can learn a lot in a quick time. Mm. Now, you mentioned Stephen Lang. I, I, I can picture him as being the you know the tough football coach <laughs> right great casting there <laughs> yeah and he is he's tough but the one thing he really liked about this role was that usually he's a heavy and a bad guy mm-hmm. but in this instance we really feel that as tough as this uh the real coach ferris is he loves his boys he loves his players mm-hmm. and he'll do anything for them and really he cares more about them than winning and, uh, you know, we heard some stories from the real coach, Coach Ferris. I wish we could have put into the film. Uh, for instance, uh, he said that sometimes they'd go for an away game and they had to have a meal. And he'd see four or five boys that were just sitting there not ordering anything but water. And he realized they couldn't afford it. So he'd make sure they'd get something to eat on him. Wow. You know, just little things like that that uh, meant the world to, to certain young men that grew up uh, with him as their coach. So we wanted to make that in the movie. We wanted to bring that story forth in the movie about a a guy that really, really cared about his players. Mm. Now, as director doing this film, did you get a lot of input from the actual people, or did you strictly go by the script? Well, we uh, the script was pretty darn close to to what actually happened, but Travis and his uh, parents, uh, Mary and Larry, pretty much were everyday visitors to the set. And it, it, it was a wonderful resource for the cast because they could ask them specific questions. And sometimes we'd change little things or say uh, Mark Hapko, who plays Travis, would come to me and say, Travis told me that uh, he used to do this. Uh, can we work that in? And, and we'd try and uh, see if we could work it in somewhere. And if it, if it made the story better, if it made the film better, we did it. Um, so, yeah, we, we learned quite a bit along the way. But what I really love was that the, the, the final film has a lot of comedy. And uh, it matches uh, uh, Travis because he, he's a very funny guy. Uh, and now when he, he talks to groups and stuff, he'll get them laughing. And uh, he, does, he doesn't feel sorry for himself at all. He feels that, uh, that God was the one who uh, sort of gave him an opportunity when he went blind uh, he had a way to to use that to help people in need, and so he feels that uh, you know there are folks out there that are going through a lot, and if he can use that, if he can use himself as an inspiration for them, he'll do it. Mm. It's, it's just an incredible story. I, I I can't wait to to see it. I mean, this is this sounds like a great film. It's one of those feel good films. I think. 
Well, that's the amazing thing. It's almost January 20th, and from then on, you can. <laughs> you can get it at Walmart. You can get it at iTunes. It's available uh, uh, VOD, I think, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and of course, you can get the DVD. So we're very – the DVD's fun, too, because it's got a blooper reel, and it's got extra deleted scenes, and it's got all kinds of stuff on it. That's good. Now, after this experience of doing it, uh, do you plan on doing more directing? I haven't got any plans right now. I'm actually – uh, just starting rehearsals on a play, I, I haven't been able to, to do a play for a while because of my uh, schedule getting mm-hmm. the film out. But uh, I'm going to do a play called The Audience, which is all about the Queen of England, played by Helen Mirren, by wow. the way. Uh, she's got a little experience in that role. Uh, and it's all about her various uh, audiences with the prime minister that they're constitution uh, needs uh, they they want their parliament that the prime minister reports each week to the queen and uh, i play john major uh, and i'm very excited about that we begin and it'll run in uh, new york on broadway uh, until june 28th uh, it starts uh, at the beginning of march wow do you like that connection with the audience that you get well it's it's pretty exciting to get an immediate response mm. you know when they're with you and you know when they're not. Uh, they'll they'll tell you with their feet. Uh, I, I I must say there's there's great things about television. I've I've enjoyed doing episodes of The Good Wife, and another one's coming out pretty soon. Uh, I have a crazy character in that, and it's it's been so wonderful. They've written such great episodes for me that I've actually gotten three Emmy nominations right. from uh, yeah. from The Good Wife, which has been really very exciting. But I also love doing film, so. Uh, yes, I love doing plays, but I, I kind of just love having jobs. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have a favorite TV show and movie that you've worked on? Oh, that's hard to say. I mean, that role on The Good Wife is really a good one, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is so much fun. Uh, in terms of movies, uh, I, I, di- I did enjoy working on Selma. That's just come out. Yeah, Oscar nominated, uh, But uh, I also really enjoyed working on Anchorman 2 last year. That was a lot of fun. You know, you don't it normally must... get to work with people like Will Ferrell and Steve Carell. At least I don't. And Paul Rudd and Dave Keckner and those guys kept me in stitches all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know how you could even keep from laughing on a set like that. Well, I often didn't. I had some dark glasses to hide the fact that I was crying from <laughs> laughing so hard. Well, Dylan, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Taking us away from your acting and everything else, when you sit back and relax, what do you watch for TV shows? What do you enjoy watching? And what are your favorite movies that you sit wow. back and watch? Well, I, uh, I try to keep up on, on modern movies, but I have to say, uh, both my wife and I, we really love to go back to older films mm-hmm. and uh, Cary Grant, and I love Jimmy Stewart, anything. My wife has a huge crush on Fred McMurray. Anything with him, she'll watch. Yeah. But uh, I love Jimmy Stewart. Uh, any kind of, you know, like Philadelphia Story or, or uh, you know, anything like The Spirit of St. Louis, uh, those old films of the westerns with Henry Fonda. I mean, come on, you just can't beat those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty amazing. Uh, but I, you know, we also lost uh, Mike Nichols recently, and uh, uh, you can't go wrong with his films. And Sidney Lumet. I just watched The Verdict recently again, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was just uh, just amazing. Uh, uh, such a beautiful film. Uh, um, you know, yeah. I, I also love sports movies. I, I was crazy about uh, the Gene Hackman, um, uh, the basketball. What, what's Hoosier? It called? Hoosier? Uh, 
Hoosiers, yeah. That is a fantastic film. Love Rudy. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that, uh, the, the, the Titans, remember the Titans. Yes, they're, yes. they're pretty good films out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and you mentioned Jimmy Stewart. You know, I could picture you playing Jimmy Stewart in a film. I really could. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get a chance to do Harvey on stage sometime because <laughs> I would love to do that. I love him in that movie, Harvey with the big white rabbit. Yeah. Well, Dylan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and everybody should be looking for 23 Blast as it comes out on DVD and digital HD on January 20th. And uh, I thank you so much for, for joining us. Please do. Thanks so much for having me. What a great guy, Dylan Baker. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And it was one of those last-minute things where they connected with me and said, hey, we can interview him, so jumped right on it. I'm so glad to get him on the show here. And this movie, it, it, it sounds like a fascinating movie, uh, 23 Blast. Be sure to keep a lookout for it. Uh, I love those true-life stories that uh, are feel-good. And if they're sports-oriented, they're even better. And, you know, it's just... Just something you got to see. So be sure to check 23 Blast. It's going to be out in all the, the retail stores and, of course, on iTunes and uh, Amazon and all those things. You can check it out. 23 Blast. Be sure to check that out. Well, we've got a lot of things coming our way. Oscar nominations have been given out, and uh, Oscar's going to be coming up uh, fairly soon. So I hope that uh, everybody is going to be listening and uh, to On Screen and Beyond. So I want you to... Send your requests for guests to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about I'll see what I can do about getting that person on for you. And just so much stuff going on right now. It's uh, very hectic, and I know that uh, you're taking your time to listen to us, and I appreciate that very much. So uh, if you just want to send me an email, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I read every single one of them. That's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Yeah.